0: Hello everybody, I'm Soren Povasils, sitting here with Ben Rikosh, and this is Paper Thin Thoughts. We
1: short-sighted, ill-advised, thought-provoking dimwits speak our truths on trending topics that we experience in our daily lives. And this week, well, what do we do this week, Soren?
0: We had an interview with Mr. Manning about football, or as we call it here? Soccer. Um, We had a very yummy draft that you guys have to go vote for on Instagram about top three Thanksgiving foods.
1: You heard the man. Vote for on Instagram.
0: And we finished off with a ranged, variety, pick, highlights. We had food, sports, basketball and sports, and back to soccer.
1: And I know I usually say this at the end, but not all of you like us enough to listen to all the way to the end. But please subscribe, rate, review, Leave us a question in the uh, rating, five stars if you want. I would appreciate it, but you can put as many stars as you want. And, uh, yeah, that's how we, you know, are going to grow as a community, and we really appreciate it. So thank you. Let's get into an interview. Or DM us on Instagram. Or DM us on Instagram. Any, anyway, or text us. Email us. Literally text us. Whatever you want.
0: Anything. Yeah. Come up to us. Slap yeah. us in the face. Slap us in the face. Perfect. Let's get right into it. What is up guys? We are sat here with Mr. Manning, uh, the physics teacher, soccer coach, and an avid UVA sports fan How are you doing today, Mr. Manning?
2: I've uh, been in I'm doing great today. Um, I'm glad you I had, uh, had me on today. Should be a lot of fun. I'm yeah. Looking forward to kind of talking a lot about soccer. What else you want to chat about today?
1: Yeah, thank you for taking the time. On a scale of, let's say, 49 to 72, how excited are you for the World Cup?
2: I'll be totally honest. I mean, I forgot it even started, (laughs) which is tough because as a soccer coach, you know, you you keep that, you circle that date. But, I mean, it's the whole kind of, all the vibes are off, which, I mean, there's a lot of long conversation we had about it, but I just think it's kind of odd to start with that it's in November, and I understand the reasons why. But it doesn't feel, it does not feel like it should be going on right now, fighting between all the other sports I've been watching so far. I agree. I agree. So I guess we'll get right into it, and either of you are free to
1: answer this, but explain the debacle of having Qatar host the World Cup and it being in November instead of in the summer. What What's the deal? Why, why is there so much controversy surrounding this? Uh, explain it to someone who may not know.
0: Uh, I just know that a lot of people lost their lives creating all the stadiums and the Areas in which the fans and the players are going to live. But I don't know. I think how it's decided where they play is it's like a FIFA Congress, basically. where There's a ballot and people cast their votes, I guess, like officials. I, I don't know. I'm not too informed on the controversies. I know that they buy fans to put on the streets. Yeah. They just put T-shirts on so civilians to represent a large
1: following within their country for FIFA and the World Cup. But other than that, I'm not too familiar. I have a stat I saw this morning up here uh, of how much it costs to host the World Cup for every World Cup since uh, 1994, and it's a graph. It's amazing to look at. This is the most expensive one by miles. The second most is... $15 uh fifteen billion dollars and that was Brazil in two thousand fourteen and this one in Qatar in twenty twenty two cost two hundred and twenty billion dollars uh for all of the infrastructure and stadiums and employees and everything like that. So it's crazy to see that the impact it's had on the culture there and everything like that. Mr
0: Bainey, do you have a uh final that you would like to see or like an uh, underrated team or do you have a Do you have a team, like, I'll just get to it. Who do you think
2: is going to win? All right. I think I'll go. So I'll circle back first to Ben's question to kind of to talk a little about that because, Soren, you had a lot of good things to add in there. Yeah. And I saw a certain point that anyone's listening to this, we are currently watching the U.S.-Wales game. If you, so if you hear the three of us lose our yeah. minds, <laughs> um, yeah. we're currently in the 74th minute. So just give me a heads up. If you, we lose our minds, it's because something wild has just happened in this game. Um, but to kind of speak to the larger just kind of discussions about having the World Cup in in Qatar and just the conversations about, like, how you choose. I mean, there's a conversation to be had about it it has seemed like it really has not been a good fit. But at the same time, it's a bigger conversation about what the purpose of the World Cup is. Uh Because if if the purpose of the World Cup is to host it in the, the countries that are most prepared to have it, there's probably only about three or four countries. I mean, and probably you could argue most of Central Western Europe and the United States could, could host it with no problem if they needed to. But there's also discussion to be had as well about is the purpose of it to spread the influence of soccer? And if that's the case, then having it in countries that don't necessarily host it mm-hmm. is part of the discussion. Now, I agree 100%, though. I like Cutter built this from scratch. I mean, everything they have, everything you're seeing right now was did not exist before they won the bid. And i mean they pretty much show what it's like if you have an unlimited source of money in this case there are oil deposits you can pretty much build all of this from nothing there are much bigger questions about was it worth it like Swarm was pointing out there's been a tremendous loss of life and there's an argument about how much has actually happened the Uh fact of the matter is i would argue any loss of life that went into building soccer stadiums is too much it's a soccer stadium Yeah. Yeah. i mean it doesn't matter. It's a soccer stadium. What's it going to be used for once this is done? It's not. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's a converse, like, there are plans and official stories about what it might be used for, but it's a soccer stadium. There's only so many things you can do with it, and Cutter has less people than, I mean, the Richmond metropolitan area. I mean, honestly, there's a reason that they didn't have all of
1: this infrastructure needed. There's such a small country with such a small population that it's unfathomable, unfathomable, to see what they've built in such a short amount of time.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's, and it's interesting. I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's, it's the two sides of the coin talking about the cost of this, but at the same time, there's still world cup going on. So you still ask the questions, who's going to like, who do we think our final favorites are? Who's our underrated team? And I mean, it's, it's a tough conversation to think about and kind of a tough thought process about what you're watching. But at the same time, cutter is just it's cost so much but at the same time just like you said ben brazil 15 billion dollars yeah brazil really didn't have a ton of the facilities they need they have a few because i mean it's the cathedral of soccer for many people but at the same time it's tough to kind of look like it's just with cutter the the magnifying glass has been so large to see kind of all the different things but i think honestly it's a larger conversation about all the stuff that goes into hosting the world cup or the olympics or any of these big events that there's celebrations of sports and unity and, and like, cross-global cross kind of working together in competition, but they cost a, a huge amount of money Yeah. for, you kind of argue, what the payback is. Well,
1: and money is replaceable, but lives are not, and, you know, more so than times in the past, this World Cup and the preparation has led to a
2: lot of loss of lives for, you know, the construction of all of these buildings and everything. I agree 100%. But to go to more, Soren, to go back to your questions, we'll cycle back to talking about final favorites, talking about the you know, the competition itself, because it is still happening. Mm-hmm. It is like, as much as kind of there's some things that are that are questionable about it, it's still happening. And these guys have worked as hard as they can to get here. Um, I mean, I think right now this morning, England's definitely a team that you have to keep an eye out for. I mean, yeah. putting six goals on any team in the World Cup is impressive. Giving up two, I didn't have a chance to watch it. I saw that there were 14 minutes at a time. Giving up, two always kind of gives you a little pause because, you know, that's goal difference. It's not probably going to matter in this group, but you don't want to have those little mistakes. Um, the, I think the tough part, too, honestly, I mean, so I don't know what you've seen, like the number of injuries going in. I mean, yeah. with Benzema being yeah. hurt for France, I mean, that's the reigning world player of the year that's, that's not playing. I mean, there's a lot of injuries that – some guys might not necessarily have brought into it if it was June or July. Cause they have a cha- a month to kind of recover and get used to it. I mean, really like, usually ends second, third week in April, definitely. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. basically month and a half you have to recover. Um, I mean, we'll see England's always a good one, a good bet, even though everyone will say it's, it's you know just like England, they'll, they'll probably get far and then they'll choke like they always do. Um, Brazil, all the heavy hitters, Brazil's always a good choice. Yep. Um, I mean, we'll see the Argentina, because, I mean, it's Messi. Yeah. He said it's his last – no, we'll see. We said it's his last World Cup. You go to the – I mean, if he if he decides at some point he wants to leave Europe, go to the U.S., play in MLS for a few years, he might say, for one more World Cup, I'll, I'll hop on as a super sub. But yeah, mm-hmm. Argentina, again, is always designed kind of around Messi, and they always have a shot with him. Um, Uruguay, same thing. They always have – not with Messi, but – they're always strong. Always have a good team. They have a ton of World Cup experience and some new guys that are really young that bring a lot of energy. And I mean, the U.S. When we're watching the game right now, the first half, I don't know what y'all. I mean, I don't know if y'all had a chance to watch in, in class, but I mean, they looked. The U.S. looked great. Yep. But at the end of the day, too, I mean, they're attacking for four or five minutes. They got that goal. But if you're only going to get one goal, I mean, we're seeing it now. They're having to defend a little bit more, and you're kind of wondering, like, if, if they can kind of if they have the guys to do it we'll see I'm curious I think but the US could be a sneaky good team coming out of their group because Iran's clearly in disarray yep. if they can hold on to this game they got the leg up on Wales there's no reason why they can't come out of their group
0: yep. yep and they're young they're all really young and fast and healthy uh their goalkeepers been putting a lot of good saves on and their defense is looking decent I'd say the US defense is all right
2: and that's all they got to be yep. for right now anyways <laughs> and the, for yeah well this for is an yeah.
1: experience that we haven't had in eight years yeah um you know the u.s wasn't in the last world cup so it's specialty like for that first goal goal what, what wasn't an hour ago that was really cool to see
2: um you know just around the country and i mean let's be honest too like this this is all about in the next four years like yeah. as far as they can go that's great but this is about the experience of that in 2026 when we're on u.s soil <laughs> that's what this is, like, that is the date to circle. Because all of those guys now, Polisic, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, all of them, 23, 24, 22, they will be like in that, they'll be in that prime age range and they'll have four more years of club experience under their belt. So like, that's really, it can't be understated how important it is that they're in this World Cup because they need that experience so that in four years, they've been here before. Because that's going to be an experience unlike any other World Cup. Yeah.
1: And you spoke do you have any thoughts, feelings, predictions, hopes, dreams for the US either now or
2: in four years or eight years? I think it's one of the things we're gonna see. There's a lot of young talent on that team. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot of good players. Technically they're the best US team you've probably ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we also got to see a little bit if they have that grit and their determination. I mean, right now they're kind of they're sitting in a four, three, three we're going to see defensively if they can hold on to it. And I think in four years when they're fully healthy, because I mean, they have some big guys, especially on defense that are out this year. And like that's, they're scrambling a little bit on the back line to make sure they got all the guys that they need. But I think next, I think in four years, it <laughs> seems to me like a, right now they're probably uh-oh. not good. Oh, we got a PK. All right. Let's see if VAR takes 10 minutes to review this. We'll see. Um, that's not good. But, you know, on like, Here's the thing, honestly, I think that's – I would rather it be equal now. I mean, this is going to sound counterintuitive, kind of but I think the U.S. is at its best. You know, that's – that's you can't tackle like that. Yeah. When they're attacking. And, like, the whole first half, free and o- – like, they're open. They're going – they're pushing on Wales. Wales is sitting back. So, we'll see when the last 10 minutes going to be an interesting one because I don't know if we're going to fight. don't know if Wales will fight for the tie. We'll see. Um, I, I think it right
1: now it kind of feels like they're playing with house money because, you know – in four years is really when they'll have the spotlight on them and, you know, everything will be uh, up like that.
2: We'll see. I mean, Turner, he's got range. He's a big guy.
0: He's been making good saves in the past 10, 15 minutes.
2: Yeah. This is so much, though, too. I mean, you this is such a – you just hope you guess right sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gareth Bale's been there so many times.
0: Do you, know, you think he's going left, right, center? Center's is safe because goalies have to dive, or if they don't, they look kind of...
2: Our preview expired. No way. We're not going to know. Go to Telemundo. Deportes. That's all right. We'll find... Well, I guess those of you who are listening will know the outcome <laughs> before we know. Um. Right, here we go. go. We got it back. I think he goes left. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, he did! All right, there's not for those of you that are probably. Uh, that was just a I cl- was just a class penalty by Gareth Bale because yeah. Matt <sighs> Turner went the right way. There's nothing all the you power do. you
0: needed. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: straight power. You that's the most important piece. Everybody, if you're taking a PK and you're nervous, just hit it low, hit it hard, mm-hmm. and don't kick it straight at the goalie.
1: Advice from the expert. Uh, what do you have like any favorite niche storylines that you're gonna follow because it's sports that are all over the place like how maybe Ronaldo and Messi are on the verge of calling it or you know the fact that we're having these games in winter not in the summer or you know something completely
2: different um I think a lot of the old guard I think that's interesting bringing up Ronaldo and Messi I mean so I don't know what like just kind of the old guard players that have been around probably for like 20 years now Ronaldo and Messi I mean they're starting to come towards the end of their careers. Ronaldo has just like lit his Manchester United career on fire. So yeah. like, I'm I'll be very curious just how he performs in this tournament cuz he not had he's done everything but it seems to play before the tournament started.
0: Yeah, Ben, have you seen all that Ronaldo? I had, have, yeah.
2: He, um
0: he wasn't getting he wanted to leave. He was a coach wanted him to stay. He wasn't getting play time. He was like I'm done with this.
1: It's crazy to see but it's not really that rare in sports like we see situations like that between players and coaches all the time um you know whether it's Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving anything like that. Ben Simmons
2: is gonna be honored you put him in the same
1: breath as Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah Ben and Simmons returned to Philadelphia uh you know the day that you're listening to this by the way so excited for that um but yeah I think it's interesting to see Messi and Ronaldo's regression and kind of handing the torch off to the next generation um mm-hmm. what's this their fourth or fifth world cup it felt like it yeah
0: i i get why he could be mad but then again he's this old um legend from the squad back in the day and he's come back he's a bit slower he's not making all the plays that coach wants him to he's older and it is in the middle of the premier league and they need the points and sometimes yeah. those legends will not be as fast as they were back in the day so they need to sit out for a little bit yeah for sure but then again i could feel how it could affect him being benched on his first i don't know successful legacy ice
1: yeah uh what is going to be your favorite group to watch in these preliminary stages um i think it was group e that was pretty impressive Mm -hmm. um You know, it had, I don't remember exactly which countries are in group E, but.
2: I remember remember who's in what group. Um, I think that the, like, when you look at groups, I know the Netherlands and Senegal played earlier today, and, you know, the the Dutch won. That'll always be interesting because the Dutch are always a strong team. Senegal usually is a very strong team. and I mean, they had a few, they had some moments against the Dutch this morning. And a couple, you know, I don't think Mendy is particularly, their goalie, I don't think he's particularly healthy at the moment because he's Chelsea goalie. Yeah. Uh, or one of them. And he's <laughs> been hurt off and on the past probably three months. What we got, somewhere?
0: Um, Group C, Argentina. Oh, gosh. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Denmark, uh, Tunisia. Group C again. Oh, no, no. I'm not smart. Group C is Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Group the, D okay. is Denmark. Tunisia, France, Australia. Group F is Morocco, Croatia, Spain, Costa Rica. E, this is the,
2: the pretty, one. pretty
0: decent looking mm-hmm. one. Germany, Japan, Belgium, and Canada.
2: Okay. So the two, I mean, whenever you're in, a North American soccer fan too, you always look at how Mexico and Canada are going to perform. Mexico, mm-hmm. I would say they have a, a group they should be able to get out of. Yep. I think pretty, I know you don't say easily just because you never know how these work, but they should be able to get out of that tournament or that group I think without a ton of trouble yeah Canada will be interesting because I mean they've been playing they've arguably been the best team in North America the past probably like six months six months to a year so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to kind of see if they can put it all together because I mean honestly we talk about the U.S. and how it's important for them it's four years but it's the same thing for Mexico and it's the same thing for Canada I mean they're going to yeah. be even though there's only going to be about maybe six to ten games played that's still games where you know they're going to be on their home soil and honestly the Mexican team for a lot of times they have more fans in it, you know in Houston and Dallas and those various definitely. places.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool how they're doing it in like three countries next year. Um but I think group E is definitely one to watch. Mm-hmm. Um yeah.
2: It'll be interesting to see some of them the the group with France is interesting only because if with Benzema being hurt and a few different injuries for the French team and they've been having they've had some behind the scenes stuff I feel like where it just hasn't felt quite it hasn't felt quite right like the vibes have been off. That might be a group where someone might be able to sneak through. Yeah. yeah, and we'll see. I think the French probably won't have a problem when all said and done, but yeah. all it takes is one game where the first game where you know, if some things aren't off, you don't have Benzema there who, who you're used to having kind of maybe cleaning up some mistakes or keeping things moving, yeah. and it might open the door for someone else in that group. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I messed up again. They've got this weird thing where it's crossed, so that's Group F. Group F. Um, what the heck? Group E is actually Germany, Japan, Spain, and Costa Rica, and Group F is that's Belgium, what I found, Canada. Yeah. Morocco Croatia. That group still, a, is tough.
2: Honestly, those are both still those are both tough groups. Yeah. Cuz Morocco is like Croatia's always has always strong same thing. They got a lot like with Luka Modric, they have a lot of guys who have been there before. Yep. And even though they're probably a little bit long in the tooth at this point. Experience matters in these tournaments, especially in the group stages, like experience matters. And they've been there before. Yeah all right so watch this this.
1: so you were just saying how experience matters and we were talking about messi ronaldo those older guys earlier how is losing 17 seniors on the chs soccer team gonna affect how you think that you know the team might play this year or anything of
2: that like what did those seniors mean to you oh geez good transition um (laughs) Good work, Matt Turner. That was a good run, yeah. We also had a great run. We're in the 80, what are we in, 86th minute? Yeah. 86th minute, just had a great run, but 88th minute. Matt Turner, great save. Um, so, so it'll be, I mean, last year was a great year. I mean, I've been an assistant coach here now. This will be my fifth year. Um, we've had a lot of great teams. And last year, another one of those, you know, very strong teams, had a lot of great guys. Um, a lot of seniors that are important to the team, but a lot of guys underclassmen that are important to the team as well. Yeah. Um it'll be one of those things where, you know, losing a lot of that, that experience can be tough. But I mean we got guys that are ready to step up. We got a lot of guys, yeah. you know, from J B that are ready to step up a little bit as well. Yeah. And we'll awesome. see. I mean it'll be it'll we might have to adjust the style. I mean, so I don't know like you're gonna be one of those guys, so I don't know what you what you were kinda thinking going into the season, like what your mentality is. It's
0: gonna be we're gonna have a very young squad. I'm feeling there's a lot of a lot of JV players who have been keeping up with club that I've seen over social media, so that'll be very good. I feel like sometimes in the past we've had coming to tryouts as players that are just just playing high school. Yeah, they don't have club experience, but I've seen a lot of club uh, play from the off season this year so far. So I'm very excited to see that. Uh, we've got some juniors who are very solid. Couples, We have good we have good good goalies, kept our goalies for a long time.
1: But as you're saying, like youngsters who play at a high level aren't necessarily a bad thing. Like look at the US team here, it's yeah. succeeding pretty well.
0: Exactly. Um the US is all full of youngsters and they're looking very good. I feel like that could be replicated. CHS, I feel like we have the same uh skills as the US team. Yeah. We could definitely be in the World Cup right now.
2: The but is that ni- does nine does that say nine? It's plus nine. Stoppage what? time is in wild for anyone who's been watching. I don't know if <laughs> that's nice. Plus four <laughs> in the first half, plus nine in the second half, which did you see the English I think mean, the English uh, that was, what was it nineteen? That sounded like it needed to be though. Well like there was a collision. There was a collision with the keeper and one of his defenders like face to face pat like that, mm. the keeper had to come out. And so it was plus fourteen at the end of the first half. Wow in the England game. Yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about the English, the English game had quite a few incidents, <laughs> especially with the goalie goalie with Iran, unfortunately. Yeah. You were,
1: is there a reason that injuries have gone up so much or is just,
2: I think we just, I think so part of it is you're just looking for it. And yeah. just sometimes it's coincidence. Yeah. But I mean, you also, you're getting these guys who are They're in the middle of their season. So they're already like, they've been playing a month and a half now. There's a lot. I mean, the soccer season now, especially in the professional level is almost, it never stops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, That's tough. You got to have some time. I mean, same sort of for y'all for club and stuff. I mean, is there a time where y'all aren't really playing something?
0: We end in March.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's, they're really, I mean, you can play summer. You can play, I mean, if you want to, you can play soccer all the time. You can, you could play during all these breaks. You could do indoor,
0: um, over the summer, there's men's league and adult league, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, you can play soccer whenever you want. Basically, you can go play car at cars pick up every day.
1: Do you like that, or do you think that there should be more like of a structured schedule?
0: I think it's. I feel like it's really good. I like having the opportunity to play whenever I can. Yeah. And that's really good for people who who don't play club or have the money to play club, because they can go find pickup basically anywhere. Yeah.
1: And I feel like it's a very good outlet. Just or work on your skill set. Huh? Yeah, just work on your skill set every day. Exactly, it's a great thing to do.
0: And it's very valuable for, especially the younger generation of the U.S. and all these other countries that are able to play. I mean, soccer has been a very big thing for as long as it's been around. I guess it's the most played sport in the world, and I think having the opportunity to play is very important to keep it to keep it going. Basically, yeah, keep its sure. name on the on the board. Awesome,
1: so we'll round it out here with a couple of quick fire questions for Mr. Manning. absolutely uh, first off, do you have a hot take? it can be anything is a hot dog a sandwich? does pineapple belong on pizza? totally random d- any hot take?
2: Oh that's easy that's like I've already been saying it all today, and that is that the u s uniforms look terrible they are that, awful like whoever looks the best at this world cup is going to win. So that's like obvious. And that collared jerseys are, no two college jerseys should ever win the world cup. Yep, Do you have simple. a favorite uniform? Ooh, that's tough. I think the two, honestly, the, the US needs to stop switching their and it's because of the Nike, like they want to keep some yeah. merchandise, but honestly they need to settle on two designs. They need to settle on the Where's Waldo design. <laughs> yes. The red and white stripe ones that mm-hmm. some people like, some people say look like candy canes, but they're yeah. definitive. Like that is, yeah. that looks like the US and those are clean. Those look nice. And then the white ones, they just need to stop making them look so busy. The ones that they wore, it was their Centennial jerseys. Actually, I have it on. I'm not going to take my quarter zip off. That's who I am as a person. Um, (laughs) But the Centennial (laughs) ones they wore as well, you can look them up. They wore it for one year. I think those are their best white jerseys they've ever worn as well. They were just kind of, they were very clean, white, blue striping, had a gigantic, just kind of stars and stripes crest, but. Like that's all you need for white jerseys. You don't need to do anything crazy. Yeah. Like you don't need the the blue camouflage ones that they have, where I guess if they're like going swimming, they'll blend in with the water. Like I don't really yeah, understand. Sure. Like the the that would be my hot take. But it's like all of the sports. Nike just wants to sell their merch. Listen, if you want you want to have a long podcast, you can just start me talking about you like the UVA basketball oh, jerseys because we can spend I can spend like three hours going off on those. Yeah. Hate the jerseys. Easy, they look terrible. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. simple as that. Yeah. Need so, to, Nike do better.
0: So is Nike the big sponsor of all the jerseys this year? Because I've seen that like middle kind of format for most of the jerseys, or
2: maybe that was just fake
0: on social media. No, I
2: I think honestly, I think you're. I think if I had to bet, I don't think anyone's gonna say it. I almost wonder if Nike's having production issues because that like right Wales is Adidas, um, and like you look at the Adidas like Germany's Adidas, a lot of European countries are Adidas. Yeah, and like Mexico's Adidas. And, like, they have much more, I would say, unique designs, whereas, honestly, you at the white jersey the U.S. is wearing right now, just kind of like that white jersey with kind of the red and white, the little bit of patches on it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if you look at some of the other Nike countries, they have a very similar style. And I'm wondering if almost due to just the issues with, I don't know if like they're having production issues, materials issues. I wonder if that was really all they could put together, mm-hmm. yeah. which I'm sure Nike would be like, no, we just, I hope <laughs> they would, I would rather they say that than say, no, this was our best effort. Cause <laughs>
0: oof. Yeah. yeah. It's like they copy and pasted some, some yeah. of the
2: jerseys and just added flags and numbers. And it's interesting. Cause I mean that some teams have very definitive jerseys and I mean, that's kind of like, that's honestly part of the world cup too. Like I think most people, if you talk about Brazil, like they think immediately of that Brazilian yellow and green yeah and I mean that the only reason is because the World Cup there's no real other probably me and I apologize for those who are, are Brazilian descent I don't know much about Brazil I'm afraid but like that comes to mind first yeah. thing and it's again it's that kind of it's that iconic look and it's from the World uh-huh. Cup and I mean it goes back to the idea of why the World Cup is so valuable and important it does it does give you some uh, experience interacting with other cultures yeah Yeah. Um. So
1: we usually ask this on a personal level, but because we're talking about soccer or football today, I'll ask it about that. So if you were to make a form of currency uh, based around soccer, soccer in your life, soccer worldwide, whatever you want it to be, who would be on your $100 bill? So a, a form of currency. A form of currency.
2: Who would be on your $100 bill? Interesting it'd be tough it really depends on kind of what i want to go with because if i'm if i'm staying chs local it probably it either needs to probably be martine yeah. got two rings yeah. um yeah. benway young i say it was him because he mm-hmm. he got the uh game-winning goal when we won states four years ago um i think it would probably be for me that the soccer player that i can really that really sticks in my kind of mind is probably landon donovan at least for yeah. me, because when I, growing up, I was, I played midfield. I would not say I modeled my game after him, because that would give me way too much credit that I was really studying and whatnot, you know. But, I mean, Landon Donovan just is kind of, he stuck around. And I remember, like, when he was let off, left off the World Cup yeah in Brazil. That really, I would, I thought that was a wrong decision. I still think it's a wrong decision. But, I would probably put Landon Donovan just in terms of who's been one of those, like, influential U.S. players, whether yeah. or not you think you're like technically he's one of the best players in the U.S. or just like in terms of his performance, like I, I don't think you can think of one that's more than more meaningful to U.S. soccer. Yeah. At least that I can, off the top of my head. Totally. Awesome. And if, uh, or what is
1: a great piece of advice that someone has given you that you want to share with everybody? Uh, it can be
2: about anything. Hmm. That's tough. More just cause I've got, you know, I've gotten, I've had quite a few people share advice over the years and whatnot. Um, I mean, honestly, I would say just kind of, I had, when I was in high school, I tore my ACL, um, playing high school soccer as a junior and then I did it again as a senior and I just kind of think it's one of those things where I've, I've had a chance to kind of not be able to play soccer. And I mean, just kind of, in a broader thing is just like making sure that when you have a chance to do something, you do it well. And it, I mean, that can be something where people are like, well, that kind of is like a try hard mentality or like that seems a little extra and that's still fine. I understand that. But just like, you don't know how many chances you're going to get to do something. So making sure you do it well the first time, like you can, whether it's playing, whether it's practicing, like making sure if you're at practice, like you're making those passes you need to, you're getting those reps you need to, like not skipping when you're doing conditioning, like making sure you run through a whole thing, like. Yeah. at the end of the day it, it's only gonna affect you like it's not gonna affect your coaches it's not gonna affect like your teammates like it affects how good you're gonna do but like that's just been something that like I've been told again and again whether it's coaches or family members just kind of making sure like you do something if you choose to do it like you do it well
1: I like that yeah and I've, I've heard the same thing
0: Are we doing a, the draft Let's
2: kick it off with our
0: draft We have a quick draft that we do every week All right this is getting released what is it tomorrow.
1: Yep, around Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving time, we're gonna do
0: top three Thanksgiving foods. Like, what is it? Just like top yeah, three top Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving foods. foods. Pretty simple. You only have
1: three on your plate. Yep. Mm. Okay. And it,
0: it's, it can't. It doesn't have to be traditional. It's like whatever's on your table, or okay. Like it can be. And we get things.
1: three picks each. Uh, you go first because the guest always first. Oh, I get to go. I get. Um, I get to pick the top. Yep, and oh, then oh, I'm yeah. second. Torin is third.
2: So I'm sure most people would probably try and start and say like and say turkey because it's iconic. But I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll be. T- I think you can probably. There are other there are other proteins you could pick. They're probably just as strong. Yeah. Um. I would probably say if I had to pick one thing that like I'm picking more than anything, it's probably going to be mashed potatoes to start oh, with. Oh, that was my pick. I know that's tough. That's just there's so many different ways you can go with that. I'm sure some people are going to be like that is the most bland pick anyone. Th- that could was start my with, pick. That was a great pick.
0: I think it's I think it's a very versatile pick. It's on most tables. Personally, I don't like it at all. Not a big potato guy, unless I have french fries mm-hmm. and sauce, but it's very very yeah. very solid. Solid first choice.
1: If you're going mashed potatoes, I'm going to go gravy cuz gravy goes with everything. All right. Um you can put gravy on your meat, you can put gravy on your potatoes, on your vegetables. Um uh, mm-hmm. I think it's versatile and spices up the entire meal that's fair enough i
2: I agree with that statement
0: i'm gonna come in with another strong choice i haven't liked it in the past but over the last few thanksgivings i've grown it's grown on me i'm gonna pick stuffing Ooh, uh, yeah, okay. you have a lot of seasoning in there it's a good filler for your plate if you need an excuse to fill it up go with stuffing
1: yep and stuffing is you know one of those things
2: that you have once a year but it always hits perfect exactly Stuffing's very divisive, I feel like. Some people really like it and some people have no like nothing to do with it. And it's very interesting kinda on either way. But yeah. I agree. I think that's a strong that's a pick. You can go a lot of ways with stuffing, and usually it's always really good. Yeah. Yeah. Your second pick here, what do you have? All right, so we got we got mashed potatoes, we got gravy, and we have stuffing off the board. Intriguingly enough, I'm going to well, next I'll have to go with turkey since no one took it first. This is a
0: str- very str- <laughs> Hot well, take I was here. waiting
2: for one of us wh- like got to get that protein in there. Hot take yeah. here. I don't like turkey.
1: I have it once a year and reluctantly.
0: You don't cook it right then.
1: I mean, th- I think it's an interesting taste, but I, you know, if I were making a sandwich or something with cold cuts, I'd rather ham or salami. Mm.
2: And I think it kind of goes to, in all fairness, like what do you put on turkey probably to make it taste better? You probably put gravy on it. Yep. So my, like, it and is like you,
1: when you eat turkey, you have a bite and you get the mashed potatoes, you get the vegetables, you get everything in. Rare is it that you get actual turkey.
2: It's definitely, I, I do agree. I probably, I think I'll have turkey twice for that exact same reason. But yeah. I also am gonna go with Soren a little bit too that turkey is tough. Turkey is very tricky to actually cook correctly. So like when yeah. it's cooked well, and it's not dried out and whatnot it is very good and it can kind of stand on its own. But yeah. it's, it's like, you have to get, like you have to kind of use, you need to get a little bit of the, like the drippings in there. Yeah. Like, yep. But it can be t- like, it can also be something where it just becomes a medium, just like put random stuff, other stuff exactly. on it and then you're like, cool, I can eat this. And I that's turkey. one of the beauties
1: of Thanksgiving. Like you have so many other things on your plate. It doesn't really matter that turkey isn't the best meat ever. Um, so yeah. It could be a vehicle for other foods. Exactly. exactly. I'm gonna go with pie for mine. Um, You gonna specify a particular pie or just pie in general? I'm gonna go with just pie in general. I'm a big taking the whole. Yeah, I know. Wow, that's (laughs) pretty selfish of you. I'm gonna go. I'm a big dessert guy. I like uh, a lot of dessert. I'll fill up on pie: pumpkin pie, key lime pie, apple pie, peach pie. You name it, chocolate pie. Do you have peanut butter pie? Do you have all the pies at
2: Thanksgiving? (laughs) So it's just a random sort of pie. I it's a lot of work. Whatever stated. we
1: have. Um, but I really like pie, and I had to grab something from the dessert category. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: For my number two pick, it's a tough one. I'm going to go with a really well-cooked ham. Ooh, I hmm, feel I'm, like hams have that perfect salty balance Yeah, that can go into maybe your cranberry sauce on the plate or put some... Vegetables, dare I say, but ham, very solid if it's cooked right. It's got a nice, crisp a little bit crisp on outside and then that yeah. smooth inside. Like, well,
1: turkey is a vehicle for other uh items. I think that ham is really, ham can stand alone. Ham Maybe is a one topping. I turkey really like too. Turkey can, ham, can stand alone if it's seasoned well ham, and moist. ham. Ham is great. Probably my favorite of all those. You know, ham, turkey, salami.
0: Yeah, and when I think of ham, I, like I ham. think of deli meat ham, but. I'm not a big fan of deli ham. Thanksgiving ham just hits very, very okay. well.
2: Yeah. I, I like it. it. Good I pick. like it. It's number what? Round three? Round three. Your last last pick. pick. All right. Last pick. All right. So this is something that we serve at my family's Thanksgiving. Not everybody serves it. There's something referred to. It's called Waldorf salad, which all it is is it's basically it is apples, celery, lemon juice, sugar, and a little mayonnaise. Just got to mix together. It's a little fruit salad. Yeah. Um, you can throw walnuts. Traditionally, you can put raisins and walnuts in it if you want. Um, the story goes, it comes from the Walter Astoria hotel way in New York. Uh, uh-huh. I don't believe that. Cause my grandfather was from like Martinsburg, West Virginia. Like <laughs> that man never went to New York city. Um, but it's always, it's, it kind of like, it touches a lot of things. It's got that acidity a little bit. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it can be really sweet if you go a little too hard on the sugar. Um, but it works really well as you can kind of use it as dessert. If you really want to. Just add that extra It's Get a little color on my plate. Balances yep. out. Because if I'm going turkey and I'm going mashed potatoes, I've got to have something a little bit more acidic, yeah. a little bit sweeter in that third thing. So you can't, also, have, you
1: can't just have brown on your plate. you got to have a yeah, little red,
2: a little blue. Kind of on a probably unpopular take. I've never been a huge cranberry sauce fan. I know people love it. That's just I've never really had a huge I, I agree with you. push I it's for not, it. it.
1: It's not my favorite, but it's not my least Some, favorite.
0: Sometimes one year I'll have it on my plate. One year I won't. Uh, we usually get... We usually get like slabs of it, which I like cutting mm, off. Yeah. yeah, I like it's very satisfying to cut too. Yeah. So as a kid, I just put on some turkey. Town, I don't know. <laughs> I do, I do like it. I do like the paste. Sometimes it can get a bit chunky, but yeah. I get that's the point yeah. of it, and it does give that. What is it? is it? Sour or I don't know. what It. It has like the same effect as sour cream. Yeah. Acidic. Want, okay.
2: You, whenever you talk about sour, it's called acidic because then
1: you sound like a chef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very acidic. All right. Well, call this the healthy round because I'm gonna go with Brussels sprouts. <sighs> okay. Can't deal with that. I much. like. Brus- now we got a little bit of an upset. <laughs> Brussels sprouts are one of my favorite vegetables. I like Brussels sprouts a lot. How are they cooked? Cause we got this, this. I l- I like important. all types of Brussels sprouts. Really. Mm. Um, That's criminal. You know. You can roast them. Sauteed, I don't know roasted, needs. boiled. <laughs> you name it. Boiled. I Oiled. like Brussels oh, sprouts. Although one thing I do not like this applies to all most vegetables is vegetables raw. I
0: like raw carrots. Mm. The carrots are my one exception Cause I can't have mushy carrots. I'm yeah. not a mushy I'm not mushy a big mushy vegetable guy.
1: fan, but I I like carrots
0: cuz the only time I've ever liked Brussels sprouts is when it didn't taste like one cuz mm-hmm. it was it was <laughs> fried and baked to extreme crispiness and salted extremely. And again, this, is, taste this, like this it. is
1: where my first round pick comes in handy. Gravy can go Just on everything. gravy on it? Yeah. My turn. Soren, close this out. I think I
0: also need something sweet on my plate. Um, My family has two birthdays on and around Thanksgiving, so we always get a very, very, very rich dark chocolate cake oh, that I right. really enjoy. Very moist on the inside. Very spongy-ish, but very chocolatey. All right. The only color on it is fake flowers. Oh, But that sounds good. I mean, it's cake,
1: fake, chocolate yeah. cake is acceptable all times of the year. Mm. Exactly. No matter if it's a holiday or not.
0: Another versatile option. I
1: thought oh, you
2: were yeah. going to say birthday cake and just take. <laughs> just like bend <laughs> all pies. I could have said that because my just brother
0: change. does get like a dulce de leche cake every year, like a <laughs> caramel cake. Oh, my Jeez. goodness. So,
1: All right. Well, that will close it up for the draft. I think I have this one in the bag. <laughs> You do have some. <laughs> oh, Mr. Manning has some very,
0: very, very core, core items that I feel will say the votes of many.
2: This yeah, whole, up on
0: Instagram. Go Yours is an
2: Instagram Thanksgiving. Mine is a All American Thanksgiving.
1: I've I've been winning the, these uh, polls so far, so I think I'm gonna have another one in the bag. But I appreciate you participating in the draft, even if you're gonna lose. It's all right. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. And uh, last thing. Anything else you wish to
2: say to the world? Anything at all? Uh, Really, I mean, honestly, we just watched the end of U.S. game. Definitely keep your heads up. I know it's tough to get a draw instead of a win. But, again, you got to remember this is all about the experience. Like, you want this team to get that tie so that four years from now that team gets that win because they know how to close it out. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like everybody listens to this, you know, going through the school year everybody's kind of getting through it we're still adjusting, the Justin coming back from covid but keep working keep getting through it we're gonna to get to winter break soon enough then we'll get to spring break then we'll get to the end of year so i promise we're getting there for everybody listening to this awesome we're getting there yep
1: well thank you for taking time really yeah. appreciate it i appreciate y'all yeah, nice having
2: meeting. me let me talk about this so thank you a bunch yep.
0: Welcome, everybody, back to the highlights. We are thrilled to have that very, I'd say, passionate United States interview with Mr. Manning. Ben, what were your thoughts on that conversation we had?
1: It was a great long conversation. We appreciate him taking the time. Super excited for this World Cup, especially, um, you know, it being something that the entire world can unite over. Uh, which is something we desperately need in these tough times. Um, so, yeah, I'm overall really excited, looking forward to all of the different storylines that we talked about and, you know, obviously the impact it's had in Qatar and uh, everywhere over there and the people over there especially.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I see you have a tweet lined up here you want to shift over to. It looks like some NBA. Yet again, we have an NBA-related tweet Uh Sorry, not sorry if anyone is getting sick of this, but uh, I want to talk about Steph, Steph Curry today in the uh, Tweet of the Week, which is soon to be the MySpace post of the week. If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, but Steph Curry is absolutely crazy. Uh, he is currently 34 years and just over another half, uh, which is the second oldest player in NBA history to record at least... 30-plus points, and 15-plus assists in a game. Uh, this happened this past Sunday night, November the 20th. Um, he had uh, 33 points, 6 rebounds, 15 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, and 7 three-pointers made in Sunday's win over the Rockets. Holy moly. Um, the Warriors aren't off to the greatest start ever, uh, but that is not to the fault of Steph Curry. He is playing on an MVP level. And, you know, yeah. just everybody around him uh, is not playing up to par. But it's really fun to watch Steph Curry. And, you know, I know that you don't know much about basketball, but... Not much. You've definitely seen some of Steph Curry and how insane he is to watch, you know, just on a daily basis and his prime, you know, this stat is, he is saying that he's the second oldest player in NBA history to record this certain stat line. Hmm. And that's just proving how incredible he is because he's not even out of his prime yet. Really? Um, no, he, he just keeps getting better every day and it's astonishing to watch what he's done over the past decade.
0: Holy moly. Um, he's at golden, right? Golden state.
1: Yes. He's still in San Francisco. Um, you know, and it's really cool to see, you know, a star player be with the team that drafted him for what is it now? Like thirteen, fourteen years. Oh my um gosh. that's something that we don't see often in any sport yeah. anymore.
0: In most sports um, you get traded for money
1: and then maybe had the end of your legacy you go back. Yeah, and he he wasn't even a high level recruit either. Um What so draft was he? He was the seventh overall pick in the draft. Uh, You know, there were great players picked ahead of him, great players picked behind him, but, you know, he will definitely go down as one of the, if not the greatest uh, player of all time and definitely, definitely, definitely the greatest shooter of all time. Gotcha. Steph Curry is so much fun to watch and, you know, take advantage of it while you can because, uh, you know, it just feels like it feels like he just started but he's been going at it for so long. Mm.
0: And how's his team looking this year? Are they going to take a championship or is it not looking as lightly, maybe like a highlight
1: team maybe? No, they're not as destined to repeat as some people thought that they would. Okay. Um, you know. And that like I said that's not Steph Curry's fault. He's playing incredible. Yeah. Um but you know it it got to them their schedule last year and you know they played into the finals and had an early start to this year, going to Japan and everything, Um, you know, and the young guys that they were trying to mold uh, seamlessly. The team didn't work out as smooth as everyone had wanted, but, you know, still so much fun to watch the Warriors just because of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, uh, Clay Thompson, that three-man game that's been together for so many years now, and, you know, I really, really appreciate it.
0: Fun fact, I actually share a birthday with Clay Thompson.
1: Fun fact. Very
0: fun fact. Should we
1: let's let's get into the quote. Enough basketball talk. Back to soccer. Back to soccer. Uh probably the greatest matchup
0: ever, I'd say in any sport history would be Messi or Ronaldo. Ben, that's you have a, an that's opinion. That's a
1: debate from the other day, but for another day, but
0: Ben, do you have a do you have a favorite just like initial response. You don't have to go any any far any
1: further into it. Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, I am not you know an expert on soccer or anything, but I have to go Messi because uh, of his worldwide impact on football as a whole, and uh, you know even though he played for Argentina, his presence he's probably like the most famous person or one of the most famous people in dozens and dozens of different countries around the world. Yep, for sure. I respect that opinion, but Ben, can you guess? Who said it?
0: It's either Ronaldo or Messi. We've got a quote here. The quote is as follows. Every year I try to grow as a player and not get stuck in a rut.
1: Ooh. I'm liking Ronaldo on this one. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I'm just feeling it. Um, no further explanation. Final answer? Final answer. You're wrong. Oh. <laughs> Are you surprised? Nope, not surprised. Not in the slightest.
0: Ben, this was (laughs) Messi. Um, They're both getting older, as that's why I picked both of them, and they're a great matchup. But I feel like Messi is not in that rut yet, and Ronaldo's pretty close to it. So Messi's trying not to get there. Ronaldo's also trying not to get there, but he's had some experiences in the past that have maybe put him in a rut, maybe the one a couple days ago with Manchester. But we won't get in for now. Ben, you are 0 for 1. When will there be another episode when you go 100%
1: Ben? Uh, next one, I promise. You promise? I promise. And if you don't? If I don't, uh, drop in the comments what you think I should do as a punishment. Top comment gets to pick what Ben should do as a punishment. Yep. Let's get to the
0: quick question of the week, Ben. we're uh, Going back to Thanksgiving foods, or any food, but this is pretty common food at Thanksgiving. It's a pie. So least favorite and favorite pie.
1: Ben, fire away. Yeah, if you'll remember, this was one of my picks in the draft. My favorite pie, I will have to say, is key lime pie. It's, you know, runs in my family for a long, long time. Uh, it's so many different people's favorite pie. And I just think that the balance of bitterness and sweetness goes really well. And, you know, when key lime pie is done right, it's awesome. And that I really, 100% really like key lime pie. My least favorite, I'm not entirely sure on. Um how about you go first, and I'll get back to you. Okay. Favorite pie? On the Google Doc right here, I have it listed as peanut butter,
0: but I just thought of my actual favorite pie. Very, very, very solid pie. Best one I've ever had. It's a Samoa pie. Hmm. So do you know the Samoa Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, is it like that? It's literally it's so good. So it's got a like cream base. Caramel like top layer with coconut shavings on the sides and top, and that uh, graham cracker crust. Yeah, holy cannoli! I had it in the Outer Banks near what is it, Hatteras Island? Uh huh. A place called Route 12. Nice, solid yeah. Solid yeah. pie. I had awesome. it with my grandmother. Very, y- very, very, very good you pie. You had
1: you mentioned peanut butter pie. Peanut what butter is pie. peanut butter pie? I've, I don't think I've had that. Peanut butter pie is literally peanut butter on a pie.
0: It's sweetened a little bit more and there's some there's typically some cream filling somewhere in there, but it's nice. mostly just peanut butter filled, like peanut butter flavored cream. Very, very soft, very, very um light, sometimes a bit thick, but you get some whipped cream on top, that graham cracker base or whatever base you want. It's a very solid pie. You can't go wrong with peanut butter if you like it.
1: Cool, I'll have to look out for it. Least favorite pie. What's your answer? My
0: answer, I'm not a really big fruit dude with pies. Oh. So I'm not a big apple pie guy. I can't deal with warm, chunky fruit. I can't do it. Come on. And it's mushy. I can't deal with that. I know I said earlier, I'm not a big fan of mushy stuff. So mashed potatoes gets tick taken off the list. Just pure texture on those pies. Not the taste. Come taste on, is good, man. but texture can't run. Texture cannot run. Cherry pie, peach pie. All of them, I can't do it.
1: How about cobblers? Do you like cobblers?
0: What? Uh, so, what? So Explain to me what a cobbler is. Is that like the open pie? Y- yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Can't do to open. It. If it's got chunky texture, I can't do chunky tomato Man. sauce. I can't do any of it. Chunky just feels like you're eating something that you're not supposed to eat. That fruity taste of nope. the
1: apple pie with the cinnamon. Oh, my god!
2: Can't
0: do it. Absolutely not.
1: Oh, Ben, have you thought of your least favorite? I'm gonna take a cop out answer here. I know this is pretty popular among most people, but I'm gonna say pecan pie. I'm allergic <laughs> to pecans, so what, will, what is in pecan pie? Is there any I chunks? Think just like pecans, just pecans in a pie. That might be something I might like. I've I've never had it, obviously, but that's my uh, cop out answer. Gotcha. I don't want to die. Okay. Well, do you want to? Let's hear what the people in the halls had to say about this. I'm interested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's up, BGT listeners? Who am I here with today? This is uh, Mr. Wood. And Mr. Wood, what is your favorite pie? My favorite pie? Um,
1: oh, uh,
0: lemon meringue. Lemon meringue? I've never had that. What's what? What's going on there?
1: All right, so it's like a lemon bar, but in pie form. Oh. And so it's a little bit dense, but you've got that nice layer of uh, powdered sugar on top. So refreshing in summertime. And it's delicious with a good cup of like medium roast or light roast coffee, black.
0: Ooh, sounds good. Thank you. Hey
1: everybody, who am I here with today? Marquise. All right, Marquise, what's your favorite and least favorite type of pie? Uh, The favorite would probably be apple and my least favorite would be lemon meringue. What do you say to the apple pie haters, AKA my co-host? It's better than any other pie. It's just the best. All right, thanks for your time Marquise. Sure. hey everybody who am i here with today i uh, am heising hey how you doing uh what's your favorite type of pie and what's your least favorite type of pie my favorite type no um my favorite type of pie probably has to be a good um peach cobbler or apple cobbler Cobbler's the best um, my least favorite i had a cranberry pie once that was just not good cranberries can be very nice but it was just far too it was like somebody just dumped a whole bunch of sugar on some cranberries and didn't mix it very well and didn't put much else in and it was just really bad. Now what do you have to say to all those people out there that don't like fruit pie aka my co-host? I think I can understand it it's it's can be a little sweet for people but um I I really there's there's a pie out there that will change your mind. All right thank you for your time. Thank you for having me.
2: This
0: has been the Paper Thin Thoughts Podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform and leave a rating or a question that could potentially be answered in the following episode. As always, I'm Soren Povacilos, accompanied by Benry Gosh. Keep up the thin thoughts and stay tuned for the next week's
1: episode. Paper Thin Thoughts is produced by the Charlottesville High School Podcasting Network Executive Producers are Jen Horn and Dave Stipe Senior Producers are Ben Rikosh and Storm Povacilis This episode was edited and mixed by Ben Rikosh Music production is created Thank you to Jacob Lightborn, Miss Waters, and the CHS music production team Thank you to Mr. Rashad Pitt and the rest of the CHS faculty and staff for the support out Boom